0: Well, yeah I, Terry, hey, Terry. Terry Woman just sent me a text and I'm reading it as Terry Wilson Terry Woman get out of my computer right now what do you say <laughs> this hi. is no, this is nothing but one glitch after another hi you guys
1: hey darling. <laughs>
0: You know, I you know I was watching the last time when Pete and I came out to your house and we had a thing that day too. Do you remember it was like 190 degrees the day we That's were live. Do you remember and we were in your little studio and we were all crammed in there and we went live and then the the camera
1: gear, the gear started melting. Yes. The
0: camera started melting and we <laughs> yeah, yeah. came to Santa Clarita. We we had to like go off the air and come back on the air, and we started like three times until. But then it was brilliant. Then it was fantastic. And so it was fun.
1: We love a challenge. And,
2: yeah, our so, life. Yeah, we don't. You know, water on a duck's back,
0: man. It's oh, I like that one. I've never heard that one before. So so, it's this is like a typical COVID related pandemic challenge that's happening right here and I imagine there have been others for you I know there have been for me how are you guys faring through this uh through this whole thing here after th- it's been
1: three years we've adapted pretty <sighs> good we had to kind of reinvent our our thing and I, I cut down a lot on my clothes washing <laughs>
3: My,
1: short changing, right. not my undershort changing. My my outer short changing.
0: Your outer short changing. Not on makeup for sure. And, and yeah, yeah, a lot less makeup in the last three years, right? I,
1: I find that I just ended up in the studio every day. I I just got into a thing of working and writing, and working on this the new record that we're talking about today, which was. Uh, uh, revising uh, some old Beatles songs, which we both grew up with. So and did we, I, hell yeah. Try to think of it as if the Beatles had been in Muscle Shoals, Memphis or Texas or New Orleans or somewhere and recording and writing this stuff. And had they had that influence, would it sound like this?
0: I am loving this so much, Teresa. Uh... Sent me the album yesterday. I've been listening to it nonstop. It is so Excellent. phenomenal. It is so yeah. phenomenal, and you and and it's not covers. You've you've you've. What's the word you used? Rearranged. No, I, you had a really good word in your in your. Yeah. I'm trying. Reimagined. You yeah. re you right. reimagined, and you really have
2: well and you know what else vicky because we hadn't really intended to release it as an album because um we just did it for fun but we thought well maybe we can pitch it for tv movie source music you know kind of thing because everybody likes beatles songs and they don't want the rights to the beatles versions you know and so because we weren't really making a record ah you know kind of a thing we just had so much fun with it. And we just would take it into different places. And it was hard for me at first singing because I, that's, you know, I was a little kid. That was all, I was a total beetle freak. You know what I mean? And I knew every tiny little nuance of every single vocal, you know? And so when I'm doing it to these new grooves and stuff, it, it was like at first I was trying to like fit that. And then I thought, well, I'll just lose, well, I'll just do this. And then finally it's just like, you know, we just, I just loosened up and we had a really, really good time.
0: And it shows and it totally shows. They're so phenomenal. I mean, like, Don't Let Me Down was like made for you. It's like they wrote that for you. It was like, oh, let's just hand yeah. this to Teresa. So, how do you re like in Tax Man? I learned to play the bass just because of that bass line, but you've even reimagined that bass line is not boom, 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 boom. I mean, you're not doing that. You're doing, you're doing the Terry Wilson thing.
1: I, you know, you try not to think about this too much. You just kind of open the Pandora box and see where it takes you. And you just follow your guts and your subconscious or wherever you get that energy from. And knowing these tunes the way we knew them, some came easier than the others. Some of them it was like, well, we'll kind of play it the same way, but Teresa put her thing to it and, and change it. But on Taxman and I'm happy just to dance with you. That oh. was kind of a total redo. There was a couple that were kind of Wait, that one is
0: oh. phenomenal. Is that, that there's one that's so sexy? I, all right, I, I, I have to I have to look at the uh, list. One, what
1: I'll... was the last one on the
0: record? Think, it, for
1: your... think for yourself. That old George song.
4: Think for yourself, cause I won't be there with you. Yeah, we did it like
0: a text. I I actually I, I think that is the one. It, it is so sexy it's yeah. just damn so okay so for a musical layman like myself how do you i mean do you just get into a groove and go with it how how do you reimagine a beatle song that you've heard a gazillion times the same way you've sung along to the record how do you make something like that your own because you totally have with all of them
2: well okay let me just say this so like for one song for oh darlin mm. That was kind of in the middle of the pack of the songs, you know, and and we just, you know, we were talking with our friend Kevin McKendry in Nashville, who partnered with Terry and they did the lion's share of the work. I pretty much just came in and had fun singing it. But um, but for that song, it was like, you know, what? let's do kind of an old Johnny Guitar Watson thing, you know, so that was kind of like so we kind of steered it in that direction. And, and Kevin got his son, Yates, who's really an up and coming Hot shot blues guitar player kid, and it was just, it was really fun because well Terry would usually or Terry would come up with the basic feel and then he'd send it to Kevin and Kevin would do some stuff and then, and then once they'd put more stuff and you know I'd put a scratch vocal and then they'd send it back and you know like on Oh Darling when I heard Yates's guitar part I just it just made me giggle I kept saying, every time it would come back I would or you know Terry would work on it some more it would be like okay you gotta let me sing it again you gotta let me sing it again because now you know now it's going wow. here.
1: wow Mickey, not every song talked to you the same way as far as reinventing it from the inside out like on i'm happy just to dance with you i don't know there was some old soul whether it was curtis mayfield or mm. Bee Gees during their uh uh their disco dance stuff that it had a soul sing-along dance thing to it mm-hmm. and that kind of led the way on that uh some of the other ones, like uh, uh, Hide Your Love Away, I thought of Al Green. How would Al Green do it? And that's why we changed it from a 3-4 kind of waltz thing to a straight 4-4 four, four Memphis kind of feel.
0: It just, it's just all so you, guys. and um, Good. Yeah. It Oh, look. We we might have music uh, today. Because Louie, I want to thank Louie, because he's been tirelessly... Slaving away to make it so that Terry and Teresa can sing for
1: us today, can play We're for us. We're very lucky to have Louie on board. Louis, hear that, a... Louie?
0: Hear that? Thank you, Louie. You know, so I was getting a little testy with Louis because it was getting after five o'clock, and you know, I, I'm late every Monday. I do a little show on Mondays called Shooting the Shit, and I'm late every Monday, and it's, that's just tough titties because <laughs> it's just me, and I'm just shooting the shit. But when it's you, you know, when I'm p- presenting an artist, I make sure that I'm always on time. So. Uh, look at that living room there. I remember that room. Wow, it's really was it that color before?
2: It's not really that color. Oh, it's okay. the lighting.
0: Okay.
2: That okay. would be that'd be scary to have that kind of yellow
0: living room. That would be interesting <laughs> to live with that color. Awesome. That's, that's, um, but it, it looks. <laughs> i wanted to
2: say too about the cover thing is that for me because i'm not a really prolific writer terry is he writes constantly. oh yes he is i know he is so even when i'm doing our songs and i'm of course have creative input and stuff too but it's still um it's kind of i i just feel like when i do a cover of a song you should by the end of the beginning of the second verse after the first course you should not be thinking of the original Anytime I do a cover of a song, you should be I should have brought you into my world for that You
0: totally have brought me into your world. I can't think of But I'm saying. It's just like I
2: I just for me, if there's a song that I love and I want to work it up, I rarely do it exactly like the original because obviously I love the original and they already did that. And that's right yeah that, I'll put on the original and listen to that but if I love it and I want to put it through myself and my voice and my experience then it's like okay here's where I'm taking it you know and I do feel like we really um kind of did that with this you know it's just you
0: totally have so so you were doing this remotely with musicians in other places you guys weren't in a studio you weren't in a studio together doing well, this it was the pandemic. It was the
2: lockdown that's, you know, we couldn't be in a room with other
1: people. We uh Kevin McKendry OK, we're,
0: we're getting some really bad. Um, I don't know what that sound is, but I don't know. Maybe,
1: maybe
0: maybe we can turn off the sound on the other computer, not yours computer where you guys are, but where Louie yeah. is. And that's just turn ar- the sound off right now so that we're not hearing that. I don't know what we're hearing. I'm um, sorry. What were you saying, Terry? Uh,
1: what were we talking about? Sorry. Uh,
0: you were talking, I was asking you about oh, Kevin, other musicians. Yeah. It was Kevin's,
1: Kevin's got a great studio in Franklin outside of Nashville. And so I w- I did the arrangements and did the basic stuff here in, in Pro Tools and, and played everything. And then Teresa did a scratch vocal. And then we sent everything to Kevin. And it's basically Kevin, you redo anything you want to redo. Because we <laughs> had my parts Right. And then he. Replayed my keyboard parts and added extra guitar parts, and then he sent it back. And then Teresa resang it, and then we got uh, uh, our son in Nashville to get Nikki, his girlfriend, uh-huh. to the background parts in his studio in Nashville. And we got Lucy, our daughter, and Richard, our son-in-law, to come down to help with the background parts. they in
2: the guest house. We went to Very a nice,
1: different so. studio out here, and Richard played all the drum parts all in one day. Because he was
2: already in our pod, you know what I mean? During that whole lockdown thing, we were already living in the same space. So it was because like a germ
1: okay. petri dish. So. Right, so.
0: so so now, and despite your best efforts, the, the, the nasty thing got you guys a couple of times, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, but not until, I mean, we got it last year at our New Year's Eve gig, mm. <laughs> which was kind of, you know, because that's when all of us, they realized, oh my gosh, it's coming back, you know? Right. And then we got it after our music cruise
0: this year. So at least we gonna... Rufus. I'm sorry.
1: I oh God.
0: Hang on a second. This is another fun thing. Rufus.
1: We gotta get our dogs together. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Sorry about that. <laughs>
2: I know I gave our dogs calming treats and
0: somebody's passed out. I took- somebody's <laughs> delivering something and Rufus is not not having it. Um and Snuffy's not home to oh. tame the beast. Um, so so how did you decide to do it with with fam well, you did decided to do it with family and stuff because it was, was Oh,
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, Kevin, we've known Kevin for many years. Kevin, we met Kevin and when he was kind of a kid to, playing with Leroy Parnell, and then he's been with Delbert McClinton for many years. In fact, he did he produce or at least co-produced the um the Grammy winning album that Delper did a couple of years ago. So, he's just he's like he and Terry are like they both of them spend every waking moment in the studio. So, yeah. and this was the pandemic, so everybody was just like what can we do? What can we do? So, you know, it's just like, you know, he he got into it just as much as Terry and they just could just work on it to their little hearts content, you know what I mean?
0: So you guys actually used the time well these three years that I've sort of wasted away on. You 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 were writing you, you were writing your little butt off, huh? Well, wait a well
1: with the, the with the gig scene having dwindled down to
2: disappeared, really. you
1: know, to not much for sanity reasons, I, you got to stay busy. You got to do something, right?
2: You know what I did during the pandemic? What did you do? Opera lessons. I started what? studying it was and, so and
0: fun. have you recorded anything
2: not one little my we did a um my i'd had a we had a zoom recital and i <laughs> i did record my little piece for my recital it was a puccini piece it's it was so it was so much fun i i was really struggling during because it's for me singing is how i process things you know that's mm-hmm. my therapy and my soul release and and you know we lost a lot of family we lost you know it was a hard time and not being able to perform or sing was really tough so i don't know what why but i just thought one day you know what it'd be fun to learn how to sing opera and and lucy our daughter who knows she's knows everybody oh i know just the guy you know and so i started doing it on zoom and any singers out there it it's really cathartic it's really it teaches you a whole new way of breathing and air placement and and it was just it was so cathartic. every time i would it was just you get all these endorphins from all the oxygen and stuff you know what i mean and did
0: you know the music did you did you know
2: the operas already no gosh no i have, but i having studied classical piano and and i mean i can read so anyway, i can sure read one that's, note at a time it's so.
1: pretty cool you get you get hair raising up on your well. It's or when you hear it. Do it's it. completely different. You I, know, I want to hear. So you're going to do an opera gig? <laughs> we can, <laughs> well, that's
0: what, that's what I want to come well, hear your opera gig. You
2: know, I know it was really fun for him because he teaches it like an academy or something, and, and or he teaches you know teaches at a, a music school. And um, I know he'd never had a student that knew their voice as well as I do. You know what I mean? Mm, so sure. Like I make instant adjustments in my, you know. And he was like. Well, I know you'll, you'll never do this professionally, but it'll be the best parlor trick that you can ever pull out of your hat. Because it was, I mean, but it's so weird. It's like, it's I'll the just... best
0: parlor trick. <laughs> yeah, but it's- Oh, my God. Sorry, I have a second. That's all right.
4: But it's like-
2: so loud oh my gosh (laughs) it's so freaking loud but that's the whole thing about opera is that because they don't have amplifications they've never had amplification so the whole point of singing opera is to get the maximum amount of volume wow and the roundest tone it's just i would just you know it saved my
0: life actually
2: and it's a hobby i can write off so
0: how, how great is that yeah. <laughs> well, actually my daughter's boyfriend's sister is a professional opera singer and so is her husband they and, really? they, live, and they live in texas
2: oh there's a lot of opera houston opera is huge and dallas i don't know about you know lubbock or anything but you know <laughs> <laughs> They're probably not too big
0: on opera and Lubbock. well
2: you know what though a lot of like uh uh well, i can't think of the word but towns you know that are kind of considered to not be you know places like especially in texas where there's like a, a lot of oil money right Will want to be taken seriously as not just being a bunch of stupid hicks you know so there you'll be, be surprised how much money goes into the,
0: the arts, yeah. into the
2: arts in those kinds of places
0: okay so let's talk about that for a minute because this is a new audience from the last time you guys uh sat down with me so tell us you guys are from texas are you both from houston i know I'm from
2: Houston, from Spring Branch, which is just part of Houston, and Terry's from a little town and right outside of Houston. I'm from
1: Deer Park, which is on the Ship Channel, Houston, South Houston, Pasadena, Deer Park, Baytown, Port Arthur, as you go to New Orleans. So it's kind of East Houston.
2: It's oil. It's it's where all the oil refineries are.
0: And when did, now this is going to be a different question for each of you. Now I know how long has it been? When did you guys meet? How long ago did you guys meet? Seventy nine. Okay.
1: I just moved back from London and was home for Christmas. And we got asked to do a, a corporate Christmas party with a, a Cajun horn player friend of ours. Bubba. Bubba Roban.
2: <laughs> and so he booked Terry and Tony Bronigal, who were both in the process of moving to L.A., but stopping off in Houston for Christmas. And I was still living there. So he just put a band together. And that's how we met was, of course, on a gig.
3: Of course,
0: on a gig. And and was it instant, you guys? Was it was it went, was it bang, bam, and the, love? Friendship,
1: the friendship thing was, but neither one of us were looking to get into a serious relationship. I had
2: actually just sworn off dating musicians
0: like <laughs>
1: Well that worked out well for you, <laughs> Teresa. So <laughs> well, I, I thought I was safe. You know?
2: <laughs> but then I saw him load my suitcase roads into my trunk and up by himself and I thought this
4: guy's kind of cool. I like him. Yeah,
0: it's good. That's pretty good. So wait, so so we're talking forty couple years, right? So forty. Long thanks call. for reminding me. Yeah. For forty, but yeah, but what's really crazy is that you know Tony and Snuffy for like fifty some odd years.
1: Well, which I think we're from sixty six or seven when I met. You know?
0: That's, that's just insane. Yeah. And you guys were playing together like back then. I, I I can't even wrap my head around the fact how long you've known each other. They were both together. big
2: time rockers at that time. You know, they weren't, you know, whoever they are now. They weren't that. They were all doing big,
4: the big rock show. Yeah,
1: we didn't, we didn't actually meet up until L.A., as far as get tight and be able to start working together again. But we there was a lot of respect between the three of us from afar for a long time. Because so Snuffy went to London before we did, and we got there about a year and a half after he left. And then when our guitar player and the band that we put together passed away on an airplane, we tried to get talk Snuffy into coming back to London and joining the band, taking his place. And we, he, would, he, had, he had had enough of London. He didn't want to come back. This so. was with Paul. Right, for, but with for, Paul Kostoff when Paul passed away. And that was Backstreet yeah. Crawler which became Crawler when Paul died, passed away.
0: And everything that goes around comes around because you're kind of doing a Backstreet Crawler thing.
1: We're doing kind of a reunion kind of thing with the lead singer Terry, Terry Wilson Slesser. Another Terry Wilson? Another, he was another Terry Wilson when we met. Wow. And he, he took his mother's uh, uh, new married name, Slesser. So the two of us wouldn't be confused. What are the either, odds so, of yeah. that?
0: There's lots of Terry Wilsons in this world, though. Yes. But so you guys that played together back in the 60s, whatever, are now going to do, and I know Snuffy's going to sit in, and I know Tony's involved. So yeah. y- you're still doing the thing. It's That's just crazy.
1: We're pulling Snuffy in to play on more stuff,
0: yes.
2: Easier said than done. Right, exactly.
0: Easier said than done, yes. I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. Okay, but let's get back to you two. So, so you meet at a gig. The friendship comes first. Um, so what comes... What comes first, the the?
2: Harry was moving to Los Angeles. Okay. At the time. So we dated a little bit while he was in town, and then he left. And I was in a, you know, I was working a lot in Houston doing solo cocktail piano gigs, and I had an original band that I was in. And, but...
1: She had a, the the band she had together was a really cool. It well, was... what kind of
0: music was your original band doing?
1: Kind <laughs> of a poppy a... thing, but the, key, the other keyboard player, Tony DeBlado, was a Cuban who loved the Beatles. So all his stuff had kind of British Beatle overtone with a Cuban dance influence.
2: With, with all these excellent, really interesting Afro-Cuban beats and things. Wow! It was right when the police came out and, and it was very much kind of a long, you know, it kind of like it took kind of a left turn like that only it was even kind of more so. Wow. But um, so, but anyway, when that band broke up, it was like Terry and Tony both kept saying, "You you need to get out of Houston. You need to get out of Houston. You should come to LA. You should come to LA. So, so yeah. So I moved out here in the early '80s, and uh I guess
0: I was just gonna stay with Terry. So oh I got boy. on my feet. Rufus. Rufus is just. I. I. I I'm gonna kill Snippy. Oh. oh, Rufus, you're killing me. You're killing me. You're killing me. He's killing me.
2: So you oh know what? God. Can I say two words? Call I want you me. to know
3: this. Is, this show has
0: been. We we are known for you. We guys together are just tech hazard because <laughs> Rufus has never done this during a show. We and we, I'm sorry. You know we bring that out in all kinds of creatures.
4: <laughs> like what what, what? what? Something's happening.
0: Um. So, all right. So, Teresa, did you? Were you like a prodigy? Did you always? did you come out singing? Did you, did you know this was what, what you were going to do? You know what?
2: I don't know about the prodigy part, but I always loved singing. I started studying piano, classical piano when I was just almost five, because wow. my, my older brother was studying. And then when he would finish, I would just go sit and pick out what he did, you know, and play it. And so my mom started getting me lessons. And then when I was think, like, you know, when I was about eight, I think uh, my dad taught me how to play guitar and I would do folk songs and stuff. But my mom years ago, she was cleaning out her closet and she found, you remember you probably big chief tablets. Do you remember those? They, they were the big, things. that's what you learn to write on. And they have the, the big lines with the dots, oh, sure. and, you know, those things. Uh huh. She found a page that said that I had written that said, I love to sing when I sing, you know, I'm happy. Oh, and that was like first grade, you know. Oh.
3: So,
2: so, you know, it was just like, I always knew. But when I was in fourth grade, I entered a local talent contest and got to sing and, and I did really good. And they sent me to the next one, which was in this big auditorium with like, uh, what do you call it? Um, the big i'm so, so i'm losing my words vicky this is really sad no the, the, this spotlight is spotlight but you know and i was on a <laughs> stage and i had my big old guitar you know and my dad was playing with me and it was just like oh, i was my standing God. backstage going you know what this is what i'm gonna do this is what i want to do right here you know and i just never stopped
0: well so if it was a musical family did you did they support you in this were they behind you
1: sounds he, like
2: it oh absolutely my dad was my biggest fan and my mom too you know her
1: dad was a huge music fan he all kinds of music i got to he, meet your dad he was a sweetheart
2: he was and he he loved my I mean, he, yeah but i mean he would always say you know for long this time he would say you know you might want to think about getting your cpa just to have something to fall back on you're good with numbers you know kind of thing but but he was always you know he was he was so ornery, though. When I used to sing, in fact, for Snuffy, when I did the, the bumpers on the Ellen show,
4: mm-hmm.
2: she had her sitcom. And,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it was always just like just a few seconds of me like going,
4: oh, 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 or whatever.
2: <laughs> it was a little bit of, you know, yeah. my dad, I'd talk to him and he'd go, well, I heard you hollering on the TV last
0: night. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> so. So this was the thing that you were going to do. What? How did you? What was your first? How'd you start making money at it?
2: When I was in high school and getting into college, um, I had a little a, a little acoustic trio with two other girls, and um, we worked up. We were all playing guitar at that point, although one of the girls played violin. So I mean, and we started getting gigs at the little uh, this little restaurant near the University of Houston and And I got to play um at different you know coffee houses back then. that was kind of the thing. Anderson Fair in Houston we used to play there, and you know just started doing it and then of course, once you start thinking about making money that way, then you know then I was in like a million top forty bands back then but back then back then, Vicky, you know you could get a gig that was six nights a week, four sets a night, and oh, you yeah. would you know and you got to really really learn your craft on the mm-hmm. job you got to really practice and learn and that's why people always go how can you sing so hard for so long and i'm like this is a 90 minute set is nothing <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean <laughs> you know, you just, that's where you get your your, your chops chops
0: and, and, and ter- yeah you, go ahead i'm sorry
2: no and your endurance you know i mean it's good i, I feel bad for the kids nowadays coming up because they don't they don't get to put that much time into pay and work. You it's know I mean? true
0: with all the arts. Comedians don't get the stand, the stage time. Actors don't get the stage time. Yeah, it's, the musicians sure, don't no, get the stage true. time. Yeah, it's much harder now, I think.
2: Terry, it's Hay, hard in that regard, but you can do things on your
0: own and build. And, your... Well, and also the internet makes a lot possible because mm-hmm. everybody can put stuff out there. Every, right. person, I mean, you can find your audience and
2: that True. back in the day, if you didn't have a major record deal, no one ever heard your music every now and then a college station might play something, you know, but it was really hard to be heard on a larger scale, you could work more if somebody was in the room with you, you know what I mean, but nowadays, it's really, it's up to you to find your
0: audience and to but that's don't you think that's still hard you guys because I know you know I'm put I've been putting product out there regularly for so long and growing you know you know and when I was first doing this podcast there were you know a few podcasts now everybody has a pod. I mean like everybody has a podcast everybody right yeah And everybody's putting out music. Everybody's putting out music. You know
2: what else? You can't just be a musician or an artist. You have to be a technician too. And
0: that is just wrong. And you've got to be a marketer and a promoter. And you have to do all of that stuff. And you've got to be social media wizard and go on TikTok. And I haven't done that. It's really, really, really hard. Yeah. But the good thing, at least with
2: music, at the very least, you can go on the street corner and set your case
0: Mm -hmm. open. You
2: get to play, you get to play, you know, whatever. Although
0: but. in a pandemic, not too many people are walking by to uh, throw that money in. You. <laughs> it,
2: was so hard. it was so
0: hard. So, so you learned to sing opera. You were really productive. Terry, you were writing and, and recording. So Terry, let's get to you. So how did, how did, how did music become a vocation for you? When did you start
1: playing? And was, what was your first instrument? guitar. I got a guitar when I was about 11 or 12. My brother suggested my mom and dad get me one for Christmas. And they went to Sears and bought a one of those cheap acoustic harmony, acoustic guitars, which I wish I, I had
0: a harmony too, a harmony yeah,
1: sovereign. I, yeah, that was kind of like the first guitar for how many people on this planet, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and I had a buddy in school who's already playing guitar, his name was Jay White, who lived out here for years, and he played with Rick Nelson, he, uh, with the Rick Nelson band years ago. And uh, he he went he kind of went back to Texas, Louisiana, and he ran a FedEx office for a while. <laughs> He's living in Lufkin now. We stay in touch every once in a while. But we were playing talent shows, and that kind of got me on stage. And, and uh, I was playing guitar at the time, and I remember starting to learn uh, kinks. You really got me. Uh, no, 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 no. God. God. I love God. that song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh and uh and but at 19 I bought a bass and switched mm-hmm. to bass. That was kind of what why why Terry? why did you switch to bass? I I I was digging James Jameson and Paul McCartney, and it was after seeing Jimi Hendrix and I'm like, what the hell? Right? <laughs> <you follow> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I I don't know because I was starting to get into writing and I, and I wanted to learn bass and I don't know it just it just led that way and uh, I still play guitar and and write on piano so I still have fun with that you know so but I I think the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show kind of cemented the deal for me I don't know how many kids how many guys in your class. The next day came in with their hair combed down <laughs> every it, one of them <laughs> it was just like when does that crap happen like that you know so it's funny i you know i gotta give them the blame or credit for kind of sealing the deal because up to then i kind of want to be a baseball player i want to be a pitcher
2: he was uh, a really good pitcher too from what i want to be a bumper. Wow.
1: but then really good. music started taking up all my time instead of going to the Baseball, baseball film playing, you know. So, uh, so what were those first early gigs where you were, where you playing were playing talent shows, uh, uh, band, you know, uh, uh, battle, battle of the, the bands. bands, battle of the bands. Uh, and there was a uh, an old church, and they call it the Slant because of the the slanted walkway where the pews used to be, and they built the uh, the altar was a stage. And every time we'd fill a party and have a, a a dance there, the local Baptist church would put on a function so none of the Baptist girls could go to a dance. <laughs> and have the Baptist girls going to your dance. So.
0: <laughs> and so when when did it when did it start turning into real money for you?
1: You know, my first paid gig. You're still
2: waiting. No, <laughs>
3: Oh, really? There was a
1: little restaurant, my mom and dad had a restaurant, but closer into the old part of town there was another restaurant, and the lady that owned that asked me for, for our band to come play at a restaurant. My mom was so mad,
4: <laughs> Not bad. I could play
1: my restaurant. But I remember we made like 20 bucks and we, got to, uh, we all, all got to eat chicken fried steaks.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a good deal. Did you you have a plan B? Did either of you have a plan B? I know your dad wanted you to. Yeah, that's why you had. Yeah. No plan B. No, you
3: know
2: what? You just you have to throw your hat over the wall and just say, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, I did have day jobs for many years. You know,
0: what kind of day day jobs? I know the answer to this question, but I want you to tell us because I love this
2: I was well, I was a maid at a resort hotel for a while uh, for one summer and and I in used the to Poconos, do in the Poconos. I used to do inventory calculation, which was good. No, that's
0: the thing that made me laugh. Inventory calculation. <laughs> what the hell is inventory calculations? Well, I'll tell you what it is, because okay. before they had barcodes. Yeah
2: wanted to do an inventory what they would do is they would send a crew into the store with little books and they would go down each shelf, and they would say 12 at 79 cents eight at 42 cents this much at $1.99 you know and they would turn all those books in and then i worked for this woman that i just adored and and with a cow cal- i'd sit with a calculator and a book and i would just sit there wow. and multiply num columns of numbers for hours on end you know wow
0: and she, that
1: was her tinky I'm, I'm really
0: fast, fast on a 10 key. <laughs> a I mean, 10 key, right? I didn't know what that was. That's an adding machine, right? Is that a- yeah, you yeah. see the music. old school one. Well, no, the really old school. When I
2: first started working with this lady, they used comptometers, which were not electric. And they were these huge, built huge, like,
3: yet.
2: things with all these columns. And these ladies would be like. <laughs> it was just oh, it was just it was crazy with all these little blue-haired ladies sitting there doing that. It was crazy. Oh
0: my, that sounds like an old typewriter. Was it like an old typewriter? It was like an old typewriter. You had to
2: punch the buttons, but they had like zero through nine, zero through nine. So they were like punching in the numbers, you Jesus. know. So, but yeah, but I mean, I, I'll still take anybody on. On, but there's nobody needs a ten key anymore. I'm like, you <laughs> And, I you know, guess sorry, but but I've done yeah. I I uh I worked for a, a chain of record stores in Houston and uh, for a, at a one stop. Do you remember what the old one stops were? Where like Seven Eleven kind of thing? No, 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 yeah. no. It was it's like a certain region, and in every region you would have a one stop with a warehouse that would store the other labels, all the labels, and especially oh, the- a
0: records like a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh
2: okay. The of labels would store their, you know, so that, and, and even like
0: a one-stop.
2: That's what they used to call them, yeah. And uh-huh. so the people could order them, you know, a record store could say, I want this on our huli, and I want this on Rounder, and I want this on, you know, whatever, you know, so so that was a real education and, that, and actually, I went, to, I started working at the record store, and then I went to work at the one-stop, and I just remember being in the general manager's office for the record stores, and Having the capital salesman come in and try to pitch the new, like Bob Seeger or whatever, you know, but it was such an eye opener because the capital salesman he didn't even know what kind of music it was. It wasn't mm-hmm. nothing about the music. It was about if you order, if you'll, if you'll bring in five hundred pieces of the new Bob Seeger and put it on an end cap in your store, you know, the, this big display at the end of the of the end of the aisle then when they would buy ad time on the radio it would say check out bob Seger's new record available now at cactus records so you would get your name for free on the radio
0: right Uh uh-huh
2: but it was it was kind of an eye-opener to realize that it really didn't have anything to do with me singing my little heart out you know what i mean it was more just about
0: it was business It was a machine.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was business.
0: And Terry, did you ever have to do day jobs or were you always able to to play?
1: I did some carpentry work. I did some framing and uh, uh, decking, but I I went to school, I studied drafting, engineering. I went to an engineering school after high school thinking the architect thing, maybe. Uh, But gigs were starting to come in. And it's hard to go to class the next day when you're working four or five nights a week in a, in a club, yeah and um, but you know you do what you got to do, you know I know and my you dad- where you're going to don't you do you do that?'m <laughs> <one too? laughs>
0: I'm sorry, I'm in Beetle land. Yes. Uh, so so, what was the first big gig? like I know the answer to this, but but tell, so you went to england who 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 you playing with over there?
1: Well, we went we went to London to do a record project for John Rabbit Bundrick, who was signed to Island Records, and Rabbit. he's also going to be on your new record, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's on some of the tracks. Yeah, yeah, he's he's still in outside of London. He still lives in England. And uh, uh, Rabbit and I started playing together in about eleventh grade, and um, crazy. Um, mm-hmm and uh we started working with johnny nash right out of high school learning to play reggae and it would really it was like learning a foreign language because it was such a new way of playing and feeling and dancing to the music so it was really relearning how to play once we first got into reggae then johnny had a chance to go to stockholm to do a movie and Johnny talked rabbit into coming over to help him with the movie soundtrack cause he was offered the soundtrack. And then rabbit met Chris Blackwell uh, in Stockholm as they were out on the road with traffic and free. Chris asked, uh, Free asked rabbit to join the band. Blackwell with Island records offered him a record deal and rabbit wanted Tony and I to come over to London and, and play on the first record. And by the time we got on the airplane to come over there, another record project had showed up. Halfway through the first record project in London, a third project came up, and then Chris Blackwell asked us, did we want to stay in London? He gave us a house, put us on a salary, and put us to work.
0: That's a pretty good uh, That's a pretty good musician's about life about right
1: there.
2: I was going to say, that's ago. really amazing.
0: To yeah, me. that's pretty amazing.
2: Right into that kind of deal. So, But they're both, you know, they're great musicians, so why not? Uh, why
0: not why not and so okay so so tell us wh- where the road took you there who who you play
1: with through those years well there's a lot there's a lot of a lot of different music in london because one night i'd be doing a a folk club with this persian singer uh uh shusha from iran from tehran whose brother was deputy minister for foreign affairs wow like the tour iran uh the college universities there was a lot of work through Decca records with different producers uh some a lot of we, we did a orchestral record with an orchestra for a guy named robert campbell and i don't know if it ever came out in the states but there were, i got to work with john martin incredible singer songwriter um paul travis speedy king from thunderclap newman and we put the band together around Pos- Paul Kossoff from Free and did two records with him and then two records with- And Cor- that was Backstreet Crawler, right? Backstreet Crawler, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and about that same time, Rabbit had an offer to come back to the States to play with Eric Burden and Snuffy was with him at the time. So that connection kept coming back around between Snuffy and Rabbit and all of us. So. And you played with Eric Burden and, and Teresa, you
0: also have, have I sang. I toured
2: with him for a year myself.
0: Okay, so let's get to you two. So when do you two make it your thing? Uh what happens first? The romance or the,
1: the playing together all the time? What what what's
2: Oh well, it all kind of got mixed up. No, I we didn't.
1: were kinda of whenever I'd come down to Houston, we'd pick up gigs and play play together, but she didn't come out here until 82 and then we kind of
2: then we started doing demos and working on and we started playing
1: and, clubs around town and and but she started doing a lot of different studio work and doing demos and, and well, vocal sessions for different people
2: we immediately started playing together and we were doing gigs and things and then when when i got pregnant with lucy our daughter it was it was more of a thing that like okay terry you can you know you take some road gigs But spend most of your time in the studio writing, because that's where the money is, you know, and that's just Mm -hmm. so good at it. And so I started doing like solo cocktail things and duos with other people and working evenings and also um, getting studio work. That's when I started, you know, because I wanted to be available for our, our children. You know what I mean? We made the decision to not really work really hard to get the band out on the road because. You know,
1: we want to be good parents. We want to be we wanted good to, get we to, wanted, to know our kids.
2: Well, and we weren't going to tour at the level where we could bring someone else along, right? To take care of them. And I'm not the kind of, you know, we weren't going to be the kind of parents where like, yeah. you bring the stroller into the gig and let me just you know, make the kids suffer through, you know, whatever, right. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, so yeah, so that was, but it worked. I mean, it's amazing. I just can't get over how incredibly. Blessed we've been, really, as far as all that goes, because it's I mean' Because you were able to kind of have it
0: all, weren't you,
2: because I have made my living playing just singing and playing music my pretty much my entire adult life and mm-hmm. and yet we have a fabulous family and a great home life, and we were there for our kids, and it's like and because of me doing all the session stuff, I actually mm-hmm. get attention from the Screen Actors Guild, and you know you know what I mean yeah. it's. Just, which I just assumed when we got old, we would just be screwed, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's just it's been great, and our kids are awesome, and our our son is a great bass player,
1: and uh, our no. son
2: mama, our daughter married a great drummer.
1: You'll see Richard here in a minute because he's going to play for you.
0: Yes. I, I love this. So you, you've got your own little band all happening right here. You don't have to go outside the family really, do you? No, well, and also
2: Jesse, our son is with a woman who's amazing a singer songwriter named Nikki Bloom, who's got a huge career of her own, you know, so, you know, and now Jesse um, and Richard, our son-in-law are the rhythm section for John Fogarty. So, I mean, it's wow. just like, you know, we were concerned <laughs> for like, when Jesse decided he was going to be a musician, Terry was like, "Did we make it look too
4: easy?"
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love that. That's so brilliant. Um, so, how did how did the how did the rhythm trance happen? How did how did you st- How did you form this band? Which you guys have been playing together a long time. Well, the rhythm
1: trance. The idea of the rhythm trance started back in '75 in London because we were doing the big rock tours with Paul Kossoff and we would come back and not it was hard to play any place locally you couldn't play locally with that band and so we started booking little blues clubs around London and we needed a name for the band and I came up with the rhythm trance which is kind of it kind of related to that you know we were all kind of street musician Tramp kind of people that played rhythm and blues, you know.
3: Well,
2: and also people would come in and out of, they would, you know, people would come in and out of the band, whoever was in town would play. There thing. was a
1: lot of different singers that would come through. Stevie Lang from uh, the band Night, uh, Chris Thompson, who was with Man for Man, uh, Frankie Miller, who's Frankie Miller, uh, Terry Wilson Schleser, the singer from Backstreet Crawler. And we had different horn players that would show up and there was different guitar players around London that would play with us. So, and it was just we would we would put the band together just to play Texas blues and and uh, R and B stuff around London just to play. And so I've always kept a band together, and and we've always kept the rhythm tramps together because of that.
2: And also, we picked that name back up here because, um, as you know, I mean, it's hard to make you know to make a living playing music. So if if, if you want to have great players, you have to allow them to go in and out of the road.
0: Mm.
2: You know what i mean so we right. have, have like a, a great drummer who is like oh i'm going out with ricky lee jones or whatever and then you get another great drummer who says oh i'm going out with tom jones or I'm mm-hmm. you know whatever you know it's just like so it was kind of the same kind of rhythm tramp scene you know which was i like i like it when we when the first gig we ever did in la was at the Taurus tavern down in venice you remember that
1: sure
2: don evans who terry had worked with with eric burden and was it Jack Bruno? No, Dennis Edwards, mm-hmm. who was okay. also from Eric's band. But we didn't have a name for the band. I just remember it was this little hole in the wall. And the bartender's name was R.C. And back in Texas, it was always, you get an R.C. and a moon pie. So <laughs> so my nickname in Texas was T-Bird. So it was like, mm-hmm. we called the band T-Bird and the Moon Pies. Was mm-hmm. the name. <laughs> But nobody out here knew what a moon pie was, so they took it as something bad. So it was like,
1: a- almost guys.
2: Yeah, y'all. Are- yes,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. We're 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 gonna get to have you guys play in a minute. So okay, so you guys got nominated for a Grammy award uh, right before COVID. How how crazy was that to have that validation it, and that acknowledgement?
2: really. It was so great after having been doing this for so Mm. many decades you know literally and you know when you first start out you're like oh we're gonna this and this is gonna happen and it's gonna be awesome and and then you just you just do it because that's what you do and you just keep trying to get better at your craft and you just keep doing it and it becomes just a process and you're making money and you're working and it's all great and you get to do what you love every time you go to work and it's great but then Having it happen after mm. all of that when you, what'd you do, Cherry? You do? We lost. What happened. You. Oh. Well, we lost I'm you. still yeah. here. Okay, go look down there. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, if you can see us, we can hear I can, you. Yeah,
0: I can see you. We can um, see you. <laughs> <tech> <laughs> this time. is this is just one big tech nightmare. But 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 it's, it's still delightful anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's a white screen that says zoom on it. So that's oh my cool. God! well, it does. We, we can see your faces. We can see you I looking at us. Down. So we're all good. Uh, no, <laughs> but, but yeah.
2: So, I mean, when it, when it actually happened, I mean, we would always submit our records to Nearest for a Grammy consideration, but honestly, in my mind, when I would do it, I was just thinking, okay, so everybody that's going to look at everybody that's a Nearest member that's going to vote, will see our name. And every time they'll see our name again and maybe one day they'll remember it, you know. I love that. That's yeah, that's
0: really smart.
2: But we never had any expectations really because we never had when we got the nominations, Vicky, we did not have a manager, we didn't have a record label, we didn't have Wow We didn't even have promote. did we have promotion? I guess we did have promotion. Yeah, we had blind raccoon working on promotion, but it was like we didn't have it was just us doing everything. You know, I mean you've seen us once we got it, we're like printing up stickers that say, you know, 61st Grammys, whatever, you know, And we're in the living room, cutting them out and sticking them on CD. In fact, I just did that yesterday, (laughs) because I (laughs) shoot some and I'm like, sticking the stickers on there, you know. But so when um, actually Tony Bronicle called at like 730 in the morning or something and said, congratulations, and woke me up. I'm like, what? He goes, for your Grammy nomination, and I just went, yeah, all right, and kind of hung up on it, you <laughs> know. If you know Tony, you know, I'm just thinking, quit messing with us, man, you know, and then uh, somebody else called, you know, and then Ed Cherney called. I was just like, okay, it's re- <laughs> Terry, I swear. I'm, I can, I'm,
0: so we can still see you, so.
2: No, 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 but I'm just laughing because, no, um. I I went I hung up and I said Terry we
0: just
2: oh. we got nominated for a Grammy and he wakes up and goes great and then he rolled back over <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow okay that's hello positive. hello and so, <laughs> and so right now celebrating another nomination from the Blues Foundation for contemporary bl- female blues artists that's. You know, there aren't enough accolades for you guys. So it's lovely to see this happening. Well thank you.
4: It's it's nice to
2: be recognized by the community. You know what I mean? We're not yeah. You know,
0: I don't have and also thrilling by the masses. I mean, you guys, you put this record out two weeks ago and it, it dropped at number nine on 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 Billboard. No, yeah. I mean that's huge.
2: We have been trying for so you know, we we hooked up with this label named Blue Heart Records, which is affiliated with Nola Blue, which is out of Memphis, and it's they, they're just lovely. Uh, Betsy Brown and uh, Sally Bergstrom, Bankstrom, they're wonderful people, and and every time you know before they they said we got to make this first week of sales count. You know, it's like, we got to figure out how to get you guys on Billboard. We got to figure it out, you know, and and it finally worked. It was just there is was- a sci- there is a
0: science to all of that stuff. Uh. Okay, we're we're gonna. Uh, I don't see the other screen. Is that are, are they still good Louis, to go? Mm, just. Just I don't
3: know.
2: Outside,
0: man. I I can't hear what what Louis is saying, so I don't know.
2: Louis. are we still on? Yep.
0: Oh okay, wait, there there's outside. another screen there. The it's just not the they don't have their uh, camera on right now, so. <laughs> Okay, so I don't. I I know you've got guys sitting there waiting to to play, and we're thrilled to have you play. So are you gonna you're gonna do tracks from the new album? Is that what yeah, we're gonna do? Yeah, we got a couple two or a couple three, whatever you want. We're uh, I would love play as much as you want. Love to hear it.
2: It's so much fun. I mean, it, it really is fun, and yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just, should I just walk away from here? Cause I can't even
0: see. I I, I think you should hit the thing on that one that says end as long as what we need a picture up on the, on the, on the other one first, before you hit end on yours. So right now they have their camera off. So if you guys, there they go. Okay. So now you can hit end on yours, Teresa. I don't,
2: I can't, my office says is zoom.
0: That's all it's. Look on the bottom right hand. You'll see a, a red button that says end.
2: No, I see a little person uh-huh. that says, hi, I'm your Zoom support and billing assistant. Mm. So um, I'm going to walk away. Is that okay? I, I don't know how to end.
0: Just although just, I, can,
2: I can completely end the whole thing. Let's just do that.
0: Yeah, and, and just on yours, yeah. I'll okay. just
2: X out my screen and then the other screen will come up bigger, right? There you go. Isn't this fun? This is fun. <laughs> and there's
0: Terry. Okay. Terry, can I'm, you? can we still hear you? Over there. There you go. That worked out perfectly.
4: Hello. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you a little bit. I can't hear you great. Let me turn you up. And I haven't got a full picture. I can't. I can't see everyone in the frame. They're Up. Uh, oh. Oh. This is going to be tricky. For Teresa to be in the frame, you guys aren't. I don't know how you guys are going to do this, Louis. You're going to have a tough job. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to uh,
2: take my camera, camera out. Louis can do it. Louis can do it. Louis's good.
0: So, um, so right now we've just got the piano. There you guys are. For those of you out there, this is gonna oh, be yeah. worth waiting for you. Trust me on this. Wow,
2: Vicki, there's a really, really long delay.
0: But I'm not gonna be talking, it's just gonna be you.
2: Is this better? Yes. Aw.
3: okay.
2: You sure? So I know. We've yeah. got all these cords here and the dog keeps walking through too. I think the calming treats are wearing off.
0: (laughs) Well, at least least Rufus isn't barking.
4: I'm going to give them a big old long
1: chewy treat.
0: So Terry, talk to us while Teresa's going to get a doggy treat.
1: So how's everybody like the show so far?
0: (laughs) So Terry, tell us what we can expect coming up next.
4: It's real life, man.
1: You can't hear her.
0: Do you hear me, Terry.
1: No, they don't have a feed for you. Sorry. Ah, uh,
0: okay, Louie. Yeah. Ask Terry what's coming up next. No, uh, what deal. What the next no. album is.
1: Turn the laptop you're just no. on and back on. And then, no, it's a delay. Oh, yeah. When
2: there's more than one, there will be
0: a delay. Right? This is going to be so worth it okay. for all of you out there. So worth it. We're going to get a little mini concert here. Okay. Okay, All I'm right. taking myself out. <clears throat> You're up. One, two, three. Just to dance
4: with you. Oh, this dance is through. I think I love you too. I'm happy when you dance with me. hold your hand if it's funny try and understand there is really nothing else i'd rather do yeah i'm happy just to dance with you i don't need a hug or hold you tight i just want to dance with you all night Happy to dance with you, to dance with you. Oh, everything I need before this dance is.
0: And hollering, just tell well, them. There's another one. Oh, we
2: can't hear her. Oh, too bad. I don't know. I don't care. We can't see you either. <laughs> well, I'm hooting
0: and hollering, and uh, just keep just going.
4: Hollering. She <laughs> turned you her know? camera off so it would be a full screen.
0: Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, let's do
2: uh, Oh Darling. This one is my favorite because it's just, well, I mean, I like them all. That's not the part I screwed up. Okay. But <laughs> we haven't done these songs like a whole lot of times, so. Alright, you It's right? kind of fun. I think so.
4: Oh, darling, please believe me. I can never do you no harm. Believe me when I tell you, I never do you no harm, darling. Darling, if you leave me, I never make it. You said you didn't need to anymore.
2: know our poor dog is he's just there's this one cord that's just strung across like two feet above the ground and he just keeps standing there,
4: just <laughs>
2: just looking.
1: Sorry, <laughs> right, but that's how I felt when I got married.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry we can't hear you, Vicky, but you know, can I introduce the band? We got Billy Watts on guitar. We love our Billy Watts. Billy's been in the band 25 years, so we're we're building the decades with him, <laughs> and we got Richard Millsap on drums.
4: Oh yeah! Yay, Richard! Millsap. He gets free Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> and of course, us, and that's Louis. But you don't, you can't see Louis. He didn't care. Louis. Louis actually an amazing guitar player and songwriter too. But
0: we
3: let's all give Louis a
2: round. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: thank you, Louis. Grace
0: Under Pressure, right there. I'm <laughs> clapping for you, Louie, and I think you can hear me. And would you right, tell well, those guys just, this is our just first steam concert? All. we got one more song for you here. This is what we're going to do. She was
1: asking me to tell you something. Say it again.
0: Would you tell them this is our first live concert? We've had people perform, but never a band. This is their first live concert. They've
1: had people perform, but never a, a band oh awesome
2: well there you go so we have an excuse for technical problems right <laughs> first time
4: that's not doable okay
2: all right we're gonna do one more song and then we'll get back to somewhere where we can hear you listen to him i swear he just can't help himself okay see if you recognize this song
3: Crazy.
0: there we go yay yay <laughs> <There> we
3: go.
2: <laughs> and we're done
0: as far as music goes louie do you want to ask them if they want to do one more song Oh, we
2: can hear you now
0: she do you guys want to do one, do one more, more song? song
4: really how do you practice one? no you want to do a, do so. do a
1: regular song.
4: yeah let's do a.
2: well you know we did spend an awful lot of time working this Tip.
4: And it takes one to no one. Or uh, what do I want
0: to do? This is worth the wait, isn't it guys? And yeah, it's kind of work that. all this time. Can we just yeah, do an old go. one? Is that all right? Yeah, it's great. Louis
2: nodding. It's okay with him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Louis can hear you, so
0: we're
4: good. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is one of my Terry
2: wrote this with our friend Steve Moose. And I just think it's such a wonderful romantic song. It's one of my favorites to sing too. too
4: You can buy me flowers and French perfume, but don't make a habit of it. You can build me a mansion with a thousand rooms, but don't make a habit of it.
0: Can you guys come back so you can talk to me for a minute? Oh my God, that was so wonderful, <laughs> Louis. Thank you so much. That was that was worth all your hard work, Louis. That was fantastic. Maybe you want
1: to take over, over here? Oh, You know I. Do. That yeah. was just
0: spectacular.
1: Oh, that stuff is so my favorite thing. I know.
0: Oh my gosh! Well, was that that was worth all the the technical challenges, wasn't it? That was amazing. So we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Terry and Teresa back with us, and uh, Rufus is gonna go nuts because I think Snowy's home. So we're just gonna have uh, you guys are just dealing with all the technical glitches. But what have you got a concert? Look, oh my God, you guys! That was hey, we're back. Can you hear me? That was you know. Yes. By the way, uh uh don't make a habit of it you guys don't know this but that was kind of my first song with snuffy uh that was kind of the thing uh don't get used to it yeah i got used to it though and uh i made and he made a habit of it and uh but i love that song so much and thank you so much for true this was our first concert Wow! Really? On game changers in all these years—in like seven
1: years—this is our wow. first sponsor. Yeah, that was so, so. So,
0: so well, forgive good. us for our technical problems. That's why there, we have
1: right? Louis because he figures all this stuff out.
0: Oh, he's- it was amazing. It sounded—I mean, we were on Zoom and it sounded incredible. Louis, yeah. really,
2: really, really good. We just—we love Louis. Was a friend of of Jesse, our sons from well from a long time ago and we we first we got him to house sit for us and then i started having him stay with my dad when my dad couldn't go places and then he was the kind of he really helped out a lot with my dad but he also is our computer tech and our va guy and our audio i mean he's like he he's a great guy
0: well just brilliant that that was just Spectacular. Okay, so let's tell people how they can buy the music. Because, like, I went to Spotify and I—it's on there. I listened to it while I was taking a shower today. But we don't want people to get the music that way. We well, want people to support not. the artistry. So Thank tell you. us, tell us how people—the best way people can can,
1: can get go the music. Through, straight to Teresa's website or go to Bandcamp.
0: You can't buy it from our
2: website yet. No, I, I still—I've got, got to set up the. uh the direct payment thing so far, I haven't really quite got that down yet. But thank you for reminding.
1: Louis, Louis can do that.
2: Okay, <laughs> well, okay but we
0: we want to get you
2: know people are going to be no, hot now. on Amazon, Amazon Music, iTunes. Okay. There's you know
0: you can buy it anywhere that anywhere music is for sale. Right, but yeah. well, we, we we would like them to buy it from you guys, and for you guys to actually make a few more than a penny on it. But um, yeah,
2: well, no, we do okay. CD Baby has it, I guess. But Okay, but so uh,
0: what's, uh, the, uh, best what's the best of all of those? iTunes is fine iTunes is good. Okay. Do they still have iTunes, or is it now Amazon? I mean, think Bandcamp No, there's still Bandcamp iTunes. is good, too. Bandcamp. Bandcamp is good? Okay. So all of you out there who got to hear this live concert tonight, please go and support There's some really, it's, it's,
2: I think my favorite one is Everybody's Got Something to Hide, except for Oof. me, Monkey. I, I had so much. that That song right there has always been my singing in the shower song for some It's reason.
0: such a great song and it's not a song that's covered very much actually. No. In
2: fact, a lot of people had said, I don't remember that song and I'm saying because you didn't get through the second disc of the White Album, that's why. Because
0: I think also a lot of people don't know that that's the name of the song. They know the song, they can sing along with it, but they it's don't like know the it's song? me and my monkey.
2: Well, outside is in. Yeah, it's such a good song.
0: It's but, an yeah, excellent song. I'm, well, I think that the fun comes across in the record. The fun totally comes across. And and the reimagining just works on every single song. Oh, thanks. Oh, well, it just a- does. It right. just does. You know, it's it's not easy because a lot of people have co- covered Beatles and um usually it's a disappointment. It's like, well, that's not as good as the The, the reviews have
2: been really great. And and a couple of things that they mention is that we didn't do the same old songs that everybody else does.
0: You, you don't know? do the same old songs, and you certainly don't do them in the same old way. And
2: we don't. And yeah, but we've if this, if we've getting we're getting a lot of support on this one, so it's really, it's really fun because we really didn't do it for any ulterior or you know motives, just.
0: But isn't that the way it is? It's the stuff that we toil over, and we overthink, and we overproduce, and we. And that's the stuff that, like, just kicks us in the ass. And then it's the thing that we do for fun and for love and for free that ends up being the thing. But I
2: got to tell you this. Terry, the whole time we were working on this, he was also working on a whole set of new material for a new studio album
0: for us. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that before we Well,
2: if you remember, coming out of the pandemic, we released a record that we called Rose-Colored Glasses. But we had so many songs to pick from because Terry had been writing so much. Right. That we called it volume one. So I don't actually know if the sec, is it going to be volume two? I don't even know, but, but listen, the songs that are going to be on this new studio album are so good. Oh I'm excited! my gosh. It's just, it's soulful, cool. Real, just so cool. There's, you know, uh, you know, listening to them, we'll kind of be going through them. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that, I forgot that one is great. And then the next one came on, I'm like, Oh, what a cool! You know, it's I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. More than pretty but
1: that much. One, the, the, we probably won't release that until September. Yeah, we'll
2: wait there. because this just came out. You know, in January this this Beetle one just came out in January. So
0: right, so you got to give you got to give people time to yeah, digest and things. buy this and eat this up and and promote this and do but all this all is the kind of a do.
2: it's kind of a different thing for us. So you know, yeah, but you're right. Let let this one kind of have a life of its own, and then it'll. Do you guys TikTok?
1: Are we supposed to?
0: You know, yes. This yep. is what I'm going to try and tell you now. If you take, I don't TikTok, and I've been told I should TikTok. I don't, I don't do the TikTok. But mm-hmm. if you guys took little thirty second clips of these Beatles songs of your your reimaginings and you put them up there, I'm telling you, they they promote. You know that, that's true
2: because that's the format for people people that really
0: Quick little bites. And then what you can do is you can link it over to your website where that you, they hit it right there and they go and they buy we'll, it. Wait, we'll, wait till they can buy it from you. And, yeah, and then there'll be a link on there. We'll, and we'll,
1: we'll get Louie on it tonight.
0: You get Louie on that. I'm We're telling you though, it. I'm, I'm, I am a dinosaur, but if you put these tunes, your versions, your reimaginings on TikTok, you're going to sell a shit ton of records.
2: Okay. I'm ready for that. Let's do it
0: you can it's do
2: right. It. And the way you say it, it doesn't sound very
0: hard. You know, if you have Louie, I don't think it'll be too hard. If you don't have a Louie, it might be hard. I
2: don't know. But Louis says, I'm not listening. I'm not <laughs> listening. <laughs> well, we don't yeah. want to get him any more work. We've already recommended him to so many people that he's booked
0: up half the time. So, Well, be careful <laughs> with that. That's a diamond in the rough right there. That sounded so good. You know, I was giving Louie a hard time because we were late getting on the air and I was getting crazy, but it was worth waiting for. That was just spectacular. He, has, he
2: dials it in really well. So, and somebody it's
0: quite- somebody said that this that it was better than a little desk concert. Well, it was. Wow.
2: Well, you know what? We could submit that because there is our desk in the back. Right? I, I think you should submit it. It was pretty we, fantastic. Well, we tried before, and did you? Yeah, we we decided
1: that our desk was too big. <laughs> are not big enough. Your desk is too uh, so big risky, for a little desk. know. size didn't matter. Well, this has been
0: absolutely an absolute joy and pleasure. Thank you guys so we much for doing it was this. so fun to see and, you and you look fabulous. You look Thank gorgeous. you. I miss you guys. We have to have dinner and and, and hang out and, and yeah. do that. We really do. We I really would do. I would love that so much. And so tell us um you guys are playing out though, right? You are We are playing Friday night
2: um at our favorite little Irish pub in Van Nuys. We,
1: we have to have one place in town that we we play once a month. That's just a fun hang. And, and what
0: what what's it called? It's called Ireland's Thirty Two. Okay, so you can catch Teresa and Terry this Friday. This yeah, Friday. this Friday we got Jay
2: Bellerose on drums this Friday, and Jay is is right. an awesome yeah. drummer. And and it's you know it, there's no cover charge. It's free parking. It's a great excellent. sounds excellent and sounds excellent. really good too so well, but we oh, do that and then we got oh, march 3rd march 3rd we're playing a really cool venue down in san pedro it's a, a theater and i'm, I'm, I'm the, grand annex. the grand annex they have a huge theater they have a smaller theater and i think that's where we're playing but that's on march 3rd and that's going to be we'll have our horn players with us wow and it's going to be a great. I mean, the other thing is just a little pub. Stroll in, have a beer, have a shot, leave or whatever, or you know, eat some French fries. That's what I do. You know. But,
0: <laughs> and then so people yeah. can get all the information for these shows on your
2: website, Teresa. Absolutely, yes, they can. TeresaJames.com. Yeah. yeah. Okay. TeresaJames.com. I got updated with the things. I just there. Yeah, you know, um, I changed uh, servers. I changed. I re- completely redid my website, and that was. For some reason, I was having a lot of t- trouble hooking PayPal into, I'm not sure why. Well, because I'm not a very techie person. But You need Louie.
0: Oh, I'll get Louie on it. You need Louie on it. Well, okay. So everybody, we want you to go to Amazon Music and get yourself some, some um, uh, she's got a friend. No it's what it's what is with it a called little
2: help from my friends with a
0: little help from her friends
2: right, and
0: her friends. um her friends okay her mine. friends yeah her friends i think i said it right no, i said did. the first part wrong but i, I anyway so go go get that and uh and check out terry and teresa this friday night at ireland 32 where is ireland 32 it's at the corner
2: it's well it's not the corner but it's at Bur- on burbank at woodman
0: there you go. That's convenient.
2: Little dive That's- bar, actually. It's when you drive by, you think, "Really? You know, <laughs> do I want to go in there?" That's great. But it's the most comfortable. I mean, women, you know, you can walk in there, and you know, so many times. I mean, like we were talking to somebody that was sitting next to us the other day, and they said, "I can't believe this. I just, I mean, I live in Minnesota or whatever," and they said, "And I've already made like six friends here, and everybody's so nice, and it's just, it's a real friendly bar. It's real fun."
0: Well. It sounds great. You guys are great. You sounded amazing. Thank you, Louie. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Teresa. It's been uh, and Vicky, just a treat.
2: I can't tell you how much
0: we really appreciate you having us on here. Oh God, I, we'll do it again. This was fantastic. It was really fun. Well, when, when, when the studio album comes out, we'll do it again, and we'll do well, a hey, little mini know. concert of the studio hey, album. How about I that?
2: should, send, you know what? I should send you just, just you. I'll send you a sample of one of them. And oh, you're gonna... I would love that. I would love that. It was... Our record company, have, they have, they put out a little sampler and they put one of ours and I was impressed. They put us, it's a two disc sampler and we're number one on record one. So
0: sweet. That's they where you, be. that's where you belong. <laughs> that's where you belong. Number one on number one. That's where you belong. Thank you so much. I love you guys and love I can't wait too. to see you and Thank you so much for doing this.
2: Thanks for bearing with our goofiness. Okay, we love thank you, lunch My or
0: pleasure. dinner. Next Until,
2: time. And give Rufus a pat for us, okay? I
0: will, and the snuff. Bye. And, thank of course,
2: we'll talk to you Bye. later.
0: Bye, later. Bye.